Hello and welcome to Inner Grace. This podcast is for the ones longing to experience true permanent healing at a soul level, rebuild a working relationship with the divine and reconnect to the inner and outer grace that is available to all at any moment. I'm your host Shiloh and I'll be chatting with some of the world's most magical humans and leading mystics on all things soul-led from spirituality, consciousness, love, sexuality, relationships and true transformation from the inside out. These conversations are designed to elevate your consciousness, reunite you with your soul and help you experience more love, joy, peace and power in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, may you find what you're seeking here and in your own inner well. Let's jump in. Welcome back to Inner Grace. I am so, so, so excited because today I have one of my favorite people in all of the universes ever on the podcast. (laughs) This woman is a powerhouse. She is so incredibly special and incredibly talented in the work she does. She is a delicious stand for both men and women, both the feminine and the masculine. She is an embodiment coach. She is a business coach and she is just pure magic in human form. So welcome. I love you so much. I'm so excited that you're here. Casey Warwick. I should say her name, Casey Warwick. (laughs) Thank you. I was like getting swept up. I was like, oh my God, this person's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. That was such a nice intro. I'm like, oh, I love you so fucking much. And I'm honestly very honored to be here thank you for having me yeah I've been hanging out for this so much we spoke about having each other on the podcast on your podcast and my podcast and like my whole system just lit up it was like a full soul yes because you're one of the people I love to talk about God and soul and universe and manifestation and all of those delicious things with Mm. so my first question for you is what is your definition of God what does soul or grace or God or universe mean for you for me you know what this is actually the first time I've ever been stumped on this question like I'm actually stumped right now but to me when I speak of God I speak of like the one creator within for me it's the deep knowing like I've I've looked into so many different religions so many different pathways so many different revelations in what gods and distortions of gods and different elements of gods are and to me it all comes back to the all-knowing truth of self and that is like a vibration that rattles through my body and I know when I'm in it and when I'm not and when I'm connected from truth not from my ego if that makes sense yeah that makes total sense. Mm. I'm curious for you, what does it feel like when you're connected versus when you're disconnected? Well, the irony there is when they're disconnected, yes. right? <laughs> I was waiting for it. It's like, like I will tell myself I'm in a land of separation, knowing full well I never actually am, right? Like one of the greatest things I think that I have come into, and I'd say probably in the last 12 months, I guess a deepening, like a really deep reverence for it is the law of oneness. Mm -hmm. And this has been something that I, you know, you know, my teachings, I teach you about the laws of the universe so much, but, you know, every law is a distortion of the law of oneness, essentially. And I have made it in my mind that, you know, at times I'm separate, right? I'm separate from success and separate from love. I'm separate from this and separate from that. And for me, when I started to feel these things, I was always like, so I guess, shaming myself around it. And the more I started to dive into certain aspects of myself, and this is a recent revelation, right? So I'm still sitting with this one. Okay. <laughs> like full transparency. We're deep in the thick of this one, but I'll use an example. Like I'd be scrolling on Facebook or something like that. And I'd just be like, oh, no, no, ugh, no. And then I'd like tell myself I was disconnected because I wasn't coming from a place of love and light and all of these things. When in actual fact, that was just my sacral telling me there's no truth in that. There's no truth in that. There's no truth in that. And so I would like have to be like, 
oh, rather than shaming myself for feeling disconnected, I'd have to actually tap back in as like, hold on, am I actually in truth? Is Am I just responding with my body? Because the deepest part of like this learning for me is like, I'm a generator, right? In human design world. And, you know, there's so many different ways that we can make up our chemistry. Like there's astrology, there's fucking all the things. But (laughs) in human design, it seems to land with me really deeply because you know me now, right? (laughs) I do this thing when I talk and there's truth and I go, "Mm." Mm. like, you know, if you've ever heard me on my podcast, you'll hear it in the background. I'm like, "Mm." yeah, mm." like, (laughs) and that's for me, like, I know that there's truth when I'm saying that. But then when there's not, I go, "Mm." like, I literally like, "Mm." like I shut and I pull back, like, and I've had to learn that embodiment piece for me, like, because it's not that I'm disconnected from source. There's just a part of me that's not feeling the truth of it. Mm. And so the deeper that I've come into that space, the more I've learned to come back in quicker and to trust quicker. And so I think I'm kind of derailed from where you've asked, but initially it started through like I would start to notice myself in scarcity, in fear, in feeling like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And like not trusting. And now that I started to look into what my, you know, my human design was and how I was connected, that part of me that would get frustrated from not trusting, I now know that that's like, there's something coming to land for me in that. And so I really trust that even more. And yeah, there's never a, a not disconnected any moment. Like now it's more just Like, are you choosing to tap in or are you choosing to distract? And I guess that's what I sit with now. Like, if I go down the scroll hole, I know I'm deep in distraction. Like, I know that. Like, and or I'll be like, okay, all right, just calm your farm case. What have you chosen not to look at? Like, if I get sick straight away, I'm like, what are you avoiding? Like, what are you not willing to look at? Like, just this week I got a cold and, you know, started looking into it. The night before I'd gone down the scroll hole and I'd been riddled in fear and I was like, oh, okay, hello. Like, you know, everything is always teaching us. Everything is always like telling us something. And for me, it's not about not being connected or disconnected or any of those things anymore. It's just learning what vibration I'm operating from. Yes. I love Mm. that you said what vibration I'm operating from because I feel like that's such a big call for everyone at the moment to really be looking at their vibration or their state of consciousness and how they can continue to move up the ladder, which is a whole other conversation. Maybe we'll go there in this chat. I don't know. But I'm curious how you can find the difference within yourself from from I'm witnessing something and I'm having a judgment or I'm I'm being critical or some aspect of me is playing out here or this is just truth of what I'm witnessing this is just the 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 part of me that's soul or grace going that's not something's off here how can you find the difference between that within yourself yeah that's a great question can I just say that (laughs) (laughs) for me I can tell by where it's coming from in my body So if I'm in my head and suddenly I'm starting to compare, I know that's my ego. I know that that's not truth. But when I'm in my, like when I feel the, mm -mm, like what I was talking about before, the no in my body, I notice when I feel that I actually don't compare. I don't go into a, oh my God, I should be doing better. or I should be doing this or I should be doing that. I just literally just go, okay, not for me. Like I can just move beyond it really fast without any attachment. And so that for me is like really, really clear now because if I start getting to the point where, and look, I'm recovering anxietyist. I don't even know if that's a word, right? Like <laughs> it I've, is now. It, it is now, <laughs> but like, you know, my entire life because I had grown up without stability and without financial means, Whenever there's a slight fraction of that in my world, I unconsciously revolt back to that. Like I go straight into scarcity and no matter how much money I make, and trust me, I've made enough money to think that that pattern would freaking break, right? And it's still there. Like it's still something that's so deep in my nervous system that I'm getting better at every single time. However, it's still this thing. So I notice when that's present, I know that that's my ego now because 
I only have to look around to know that I actually am safe. Like I look at my life and I look at what I've created and I, I really just anchor myself in every time I start to get into that comparisonitis or I get into something where, oh my God, I'm not safe because I'm not making enough money. I'm like, like, for example, if I'm sitting at my computer and I suddenly do it, I just stop myself and I'm like, oh my God, there must've been so much abundance created just to buy the setup that is in my office right now. Like, you know, I've got my laptop, my big screen, my mics, my lights, like all the things behind it, right? Like that in itself, that required a certain element of grace coming through for me to be able to hold that. Mm -hmm. And then I go, oh my God, I have a beautiful bed to sleep on. Like that was a certain level of like abundance that got to be given for me to have that. And like, this is the biggest thing is like, no matter where I've gone in my mind, not much of my physical world's changed. Mm. right and so that's how I I know the difference now because when it's a no in my body my physical world will change Mm. when it's a no in my ego it doesn't does that make sense yes like if it's a no in my body I'll be like I have to move this paradigm I have to get this person away from me I have to not be around this I have to change what's happening here and I feel it so strongly I'm like a pull Whereas when it's in my mind and I'm just comparing, I'm just like, I can go back to my life if I shut off that and nothing has to change. Mm. Does that make sense? (laughs) It makes beautiful sense. Yes. I honestly, I got so entrenched in that. I have no idea what question I asked because I was like, yes, I, I have the same thing with truth. It's like, this is the thing about truth that I believe you can really feel it. You can feel it in your body when it hits. And mm. we're all so deeply intuitive. We all have this connection to each other and connection to energy that when something is off, we can feel it. It's just whether we listen to and tune into it or disregard it. So I have the same thing it's like ah oh, yeah truth like oh I can feel that through my whole body and then it's like oh like a, it's not like a judgment it's not like a you know a criticism of something it's just like something in the energy contracts and yeah. it's like oh something's off here I will say on that too like I used to really like judge myself for having those thoughts back in the day I'd always be like especially when I first started this journey of like stepping into you know spirituality and like you know, because for a long time in my life, I was always spiritual, but I denied it. I didn't want the world to know that I was that person, right? So I was like always having these thoughts, like in these tiny little prayers to myself and all of this stuff. But when I would have the judgments around something, I would be like, oh my God, you're not coming from the love and light. You're wrong. Like you're bad. Like you're this, you're that. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Like the whole makeup of us having judgments is to determine whether we're safe or not in an environment. Like, and I had to really just like anchor myself into that. And I'm like, now when I have a judgment, I'm just like, the judgment is whether it's a yes or a no for me. Mm. That's all it is. I don't have to make it mean something about them. I don't have to make it mean something about myself. It's just like, you either come closer in my world or further out. Like that's literally all it is now. (laughs) Like, and I just be with that, you know? And it's, for me, it's been something that's really anchored me into I guess every new level for myself, because like, if it's just say like, it's a new foundation I'm building in my business or it's a new place that Abane and I go to in our relationship, there's always judgment there. And I just get to go, is it good or like bad? Like, and neither of them's right or wrong, but it's like, one of them's going to make you come closer to me. One of them's going to take you further away. Yeah. Yes. I love the simplicity of that. It's mm. just like either, you know, it's something that comes in or it gets to to move away. It's so simple. And it sounds like to me, what I'm hearing is that there's like a soul kind of piece there. Like this is a message from soul or an intuitive message that this is a yes and this is a no. So yeah. I'm curious how, for anyone listening, how you differentiate between messages from the mind or from the ego or from the personality and messages that are coming from soul or from grace or from God. Yes, yeah, so I'm really deep with my clear cognizance. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, this is just like, you know, when you just get that knowing, like that hit. And to be honest, the only reason I know this is because how many relationships are fucked up before the one I'm in now? Right, (laughs) and I say that really honestly like you know I would have these like 
random downloads or like random thoughts and be like, no, that's not true. Like, you know, don't worry about that. And then, you know, two months down the track, like I was right about the thing that was happening or like I'll, I'll never forget like one experience, for example, my ex, he told me that he was too sick to come to one of the, the dinners at my mom's house. And so I was like, okay, no worries. And like, I'm sitting there at the dinner table and I just suddenly felt sick. Like I was like, he's not at home sick. He's out partying, like, and he's lied to me. And I was just like, no, let it go. Trust him, trust him, let it go. Mm. Anyway, my crazy girl came out. I drove to his house and he wasn't there. And he then tried to tell me he was picking his mate up from the pub, which it was like such a big, like, fabricated story right but I caught ended up long story short I went to his house three times that night and never once was he there like he was always out so I was like that for me was like a I will never not trust that knowing again like that was like the icing on the cake because I'd had so many other times in my life where things had happened like right from a child and I honestly think that this was built from safety like me needing to be safe as a young girl but I'd had so many moments where I would go against what my knowing was. And later on, I'd kick myself because I'd put myself in a shitty situation or, you know, I could have done so much better had I listened to myself rather than someone else's advice. And so for me now, it's like when it comes from my body, that's how I know. But when it's coming from like a, you know, they say clear audience comes from behind the head, you know. And like, there's all different ways. But for me, when I feel it like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like when I feel it like it's not my energy, like when Mm -hmm. it's coming in, like Mm -hmm. that's when I'm just like, "Mm, nah. Like, for example, I watched Black Adder on the weekend. I think I talked about this, how I went into like a full spiral (laughs) because of the symbolism that was in it. But that was like my body was going no, no, no the whole time watching it. But it felt like the energy was trying to come in. Does that make sense? So I was like, that's kind of how I can tell. But I think if you want to take it back and really simplify it, like even more, is it's like, and I say this so much, but I trust the first voice. Yes. You know, like if there's like a read my mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's like a if there's a silent no. What I usually find is like the first voice will be truth and then the second one will justify why I'm wrong yes. or why, you know, the thing that I've seen is is the right thing or, you know, that's why you should be comparing to it and blah, 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 blah and all the things. But my voice, the one from the unconscious, that usually is spoken within five seconds and then the con- like the other side of it will come in after five seconds. So for me, I just, I trust that voice more than anything. I kid you not, every single fucking person I've met in my life, if it's been a no and I've gone against that, I've found out later that it wasn't. Like I should have just listened. And, you know, you can call this manifestation. You can say you called this in because you created it, all of those things. However, we create from our own reality of how much we trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we're not allowing ourselves to actually listen to those things and what we're being gifted through, like, Spirit can only work through you if you allow it. And every single time we like go, no, spirit, you're wrong. (laughs) Like we're just trying to control the outcome. Like, and you're like, all right, you can fucking have the consequence then. Go on. You go and do your way. Go on, human. Do your way. (laughs) That's what it's like. It's like God's just sitting there. It's like, all right, you want free will? Have it. You can have it. And then we do it and we're like, all right, God, what was your plan? Tell me your plan. Because <laughs> this one has not worked out as I intended. I like, you I know. surrender. <laughs> I surrender. I'm ready now. I wasn't ready before, but I'm ready now. You know what? It's so funny because I feel like you keep reading my mind. Like you keep speaking into things right after I've had the thought. So I can, I, it's just like you could do the whole podcast yourself because there's some delicious energy going on. This kind of um, happens with us all the time. It does. It, things have gotten weird before um, <laughs> in the best way. I actually am certain that I know you from past lifetimes, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I'm sure you can just pick it back up because you'd know. 
what you were talking about, the first voice, right? That's mm-hmm. it. And, and this is what I say to people, that the voice of the soul of God is always first. It's this first voice, but it's not the voice that yells and screams at you and gives you all of the reasons and all of the arguments and tries to help mm-hmm. you make sense of things. The voice of the soul doesn't need to give you sense. It gives you truth, right? And then you, it's like, trust me, know me, oh my God. like I got you. My body is just like, share this story right now if you don't Do mind. Do it. Like, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I like to refer to this as like, this is what happened when I met Urbane, mm. right? Like every man that I'd met prior to him, I was always like, I'd started to get to the point where I could recognize the calm versus the butterflies, right? And I'm like, if it's the butterflies, it's a fuck no, like straight up, like it's a no. But I'd started to recognize it and I'd started to like date people where I was calm and like I was consciously choosing all these things. But when I met him, it was just like a full like, like it just landed of like there's something bigger here and no matter what you choose with him, as long as it's with him, it's calm. Mm. There's truth in that. And, you know, people always like, why did you throw your business away like just months after meeting him? Why did you just up and leave and go? And I'm like. And then people see us together and they're like, oh, (laughs) like, you know, like we are the complete opposite of Mm. people. He's this quiet, reserved, strong, just human that just holds, like holds his energy and holds his power. Whereas I'm just like, (laughs) like all over the place. And, you know, there's just something that when we came together, it was just like an instant grounding. Mm. And for me, it kind of, it just, it proved to me like, like that yes that I heard from him. Cause I said to myself before I met him, I was like, I'm not entertaining anyone unless it's my future husband. I think I've told you this before. And, and I also knew that unless it was that voice that spoke to me, that bodily like movement of mm, like, I'm not doing it. And I remember so clearly speaking to one of my girlfriends, just being like something about him. Mm. and I was pulled it was just like I couldn't fight it even if I wanted to but nothing was hard nothing was hard like we literally lived in different states for us to come together we moved to a completely different state that neither of us were in and everyone was like oh my god it's so hard to get a house here in the sunny coast we literally seen one house applied for it got it straight away like everything just was easy right? I was infertile. We move in together. Three months later, I'm pregnant. Like it was like God just needed us to be together to co-create, to create what's true. Mm. Because when we came together, it wasn't just like us that got to become good. Like I grounded myself in my business. Like, you know, so much happened from us just coming into union. And I don't think a lot of people look at that. And it's like, you know, I've heard different people say different things about like, spirits that brought us together and like you know we've sat in different ceremonies and I've sat in ceremonies where literally ayahuasca told me that you know we had been together in multiple different realms and we came to this realm to see how long it would take for us to come back together again like we literally started in different places of the world to see how long it would take for our souls to reunite and (laughs) I know like and I think about it like you know even when I met him he was still awkward but it still felt like home Hmm. And that for me is like I always, even like every business decision, everything that I do now, I'm like, if I don't get that feeling, it's a no. Hmm. And I think that's where the massive, like, and I, I don't say massive to be like, I'm not like a millionaire coach or anything like that. Like I'm not trying to put myself 2023. on 2023. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> I'm not trying to put myself on some pedestal that I'm not on, right? Like, however. There has been some monumental shifts that have happened inside my business in the last 12 months. And I think it's because it's really come back to, if it's not that, move away. Mm. Like even like two months ago, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be amazing. And I know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to coach men. I'm going to do this. Literally sit with God. And it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, it's just really like people always like, oh, you know, how do you do what you do when you have a son, you have everything going on? And it's like, I literally just come back to spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, every morning I'm like, work through me today. 
Yes. Let me see the messenger. And, you know, it makes it so much easier because I get to get out of my way. Like mm-hmm. just this morning, I was like in my head a little bit because I had a month of massive outgoings. Like mm-hmm. I've just booked a retreat. I've just paid for all the deposits for all that, as well as building house, all the life things that happen around that. So it was quite a big season of outgoings, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, my bank account is lower than it's been in a really long time. And I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, whatever. So I messaged one of my clients and I was like, hey, can you fix up your invoice? Because it's overdue. <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, full transparency, big season of outgoings and would love you to just to fix that up. She's like, no worries. Anyway, I go and I sit in meditation, sat in meditation. By the minute I've come out of the meditation, the money's in my account again. And I'm just like, it really is that simple of mm-hmm. like, ask, let go ask, let go, ask, let go. And every time I come back to that, it's like, if I get caught in that, this is not happening for me, I create that story of this is not happening for me. So I'm like, if God's will is for me to be here in this kind of service, it will happen. Yes. Simple as that. And that's Mm. what I just keep coming back to. I I love that as well, because what you're talking about is a co-creation, because something I see a lot of uh, coaches and a lot of people talk about is I'm the creator of my own reality. And I feel like that's missing a piece. I feel like it's a co-creation. And I think a lot of people struggle with manifestation and throw it out because they're missing the piece of the bigger thing that has the entire tapestry, that knows the everything that we can't see from this expression or aspect of the divine that we are experiencing now. So I feel like, like what you've just said, going into into meditation, it's like this co-creation with allness where you surrender and you go, okay, yeah, I am creating because I have desire and I'm an active participant in the unfoldings in my life and the manifestations in my life. And God always says yes before I even ask. But it's also that I bring in this, Hmm, this piece that knows the the allness of everything as well. I think that's a missing piece a lot of the time. 100%. And I think just to add to that, every time I've tried to control how it's looked, I get my ass handed to me. Like I literally, I'll be like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be like, I'll be like, there's 20 women coming in, there's this, there's that, and I'll be like so set on what it's meant to look like. And then it'll be like, no, there's not. <laughs> it's like this little, uh, uh, and it's not even mean limitation. Like it's literally like, I'm going to give you what you can handle. And I like, you know, when I, f- you can probably hear my son crying in the background now, but when I first had Tiataki, I came out full guns blazing, like a month after I had my son thinking I could take on the world. Mm. And, you know, I remember sitting there and I was like, yep, I'm ready to go back in. I'm ready to do this. And it was more like so deeply from ego because I wanted to be to prove that I was the woman who could run the business, be the mother, do all the things. And I was like, Obeying, I want you to stay at home, be a stay at home dad so I can do all the things. And like, he was like, whoa, what's going on? And I'm like, no, do it. Like, you know, and he was like, if that's what you desire, then I'm happy to do that. And then like, I remember six months later, Oh, would have been longer than six months, probably 12 months later. It was by the time we're living in this house, by the time. And I remember one day I was just like fully in breakdown mode. Like I was like crying, like literally like shaking. My whole body was just like, couldn't do it. And it was the pressure I'd put on myself to be that woman. And it was like, I had to go through that egoic death physically Mm. just to be like, I can't do it. Like I'm trying to do all of this on my own, but we're not meant to do it on our own. If we look at the word alone, it's like all one when you break it down. And it's like, hold on a second. We've created distortion in that one word as well. Mm. And I was like, I've got a man here who wants to provide, who wants to give everything. And I'm literally like decapitating him. Like, I'm just like, no, no, no. And so I just was like, crying and I remember he just came to me he's like what do you need from me and I was like I need you to work I can't do it all myself anymore he had a job within 24 hours (laughs) like he'd started a business got work done the fucking thing and I was just like 
why do you make it so hard for yourself when you try and control? Mm. Like, and the minute that he stepped back in and I stepped back from having to do it all, I watched my entire nervous system just go like, oh, but that how was still scary because there was still the part of me that was trying to control that I had to learn to overcome. But it was like, until I went through that, I still don't think we were fully in union until that moment. Yes. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like, cause it was like, there was just something where I actually was like, all right, I'm no longer alone. Mm. Like this is a together thing and we are a team and, you know, Mind you, we'd had a kid, bought a house, all this shit before that happened. But it took me to like feeling like like my pride had to get so hurt before I would actually succumb to what the greater plan was. And the minute I stopped and just was like, God, like I remember sitting there, I remember writing all these letters and, and just being like, I don't know what you want from me next. I really don't. Mm. I just don't know and I sat there and I cried and I cried and I was like what the fuck is next because I'd had I had money coming in I had all the stuff like I wasn't doing without I just felt really capped Mm -hmm. and then literally it would have been maybe a week later my now signature program landed Mm -hmm. but I had to turn the hose on to get the fucking gunk out of it to be able for that to turn on and I I I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about it, but I talk about manifestation like a hose. And it's like if we turn the hose off, like the water inside the hose gets stale and it doesn't get to be used. It just goes yucky. If it's there too long, it would get moldy. And and then when we turn, like when we go, all right, I'm going to do the thing, I'm going to actually do the thing that's going to create the manifestation, we turn the hose and all the shit's got to come out first. (laughs) Like it's all got to come out. And then eventually you run that hose long enough and that water gets really clear. I'm having like the picture of a colonic, if anyone's. <laughs> you got to clear everything out before the water's going to run clear, you guys. <laughs> yep. And that's exactly what manifestation is like. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like if you turn the toes off, you've got to go through the whole process again, right? But it's like, I noticed like, if I keep that tap on, things just flow through me because I'm like, it's got somewhere to land, it's got somewhere to go, like, and the water is just beautiful, it's constantly cleansed. But if I turn it off because I get in my own way and I don't allow it to run, like if I don't let spirit work through me, it's like I just have to deal with all the shit again until I get back to that place. So people always like to me, why do you do so much? And it's like, I don't want to turn the tap off. <laughs> It's like when I turn the tap off, I have to go through my own shit storm until I can get back to a good place. Like I'm just, so I'm just, true. whenever he says like, let's go do something. I'm like, all right, let's yeah, go. Off I go. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's literally how it works. And <clears throat> like, that's why when I'm showing up and doing the things online and on business, 90% of the time, I'm not in makeup. I'm not in my brand because spirit speaks at times when it's inconvenient and I just have to listen. most strange times and the mind will want to try and make sense of it but you can't make sense of grace like the mind just fully can't comprehend it has to have the experience of grace of god of source whatever you want to call it but i i do believe that it requires a lot of courage as well to listen to that voice because it doesn't make sense because it's going to require things from you and without attachment it's not like god's like you know super attached like if you don't do this i'm going to punish you that's not how god works you guys (laughs) Um, but it's like uh you know if you've built a life that you've created from a space of fear from a space of scarcity from a space of lack from a space of all of your childhood wounds that life and certain people in it might have to dissolve for you to be able to move into what grace has planned for you and that's terrifying to some people because it's the known moving into you know the unknown which is uncertainty I think too just on the back end of that like we compartmentalize you know who we should be in different spaces and I know for me like 
when I used to be around my family, I was a different person to who I was around my clients and, you know, all these different things. And it's like, until you can actually dissolve those walls that you've made up in your mind, like it can't be like, you know, even if you think about our relationship, how it really formed, like we've known each other for a really long time, but I broke my knees and, you know, I sat in meditation and I was like, who am I going to ask to help me? <laughs> and it came through that it was you. And I was like, get fucked. She's my client. Cause you, at the time, that's how we yes. were working together. And I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not asking. My client <laughs> and it was like, yes, you are. And you know, like that for me, that was another one of those big nudges of like, just move. Cause we went from the client relationship to really beautiful friends from that and ever since it's been like family it's been really really beautiful but had I not had that nudge you know what would have happened like Mm. you just don't know it's crazy and and it's not just the nudge it's the fact that you had the courage to Mm. go okay first of all let me check my ego because I really don't freaking want to do this oh my ego was having a field day (laughs) (laughs) yeah days where you get like really sassy with your god you're like excuse me no thank you, you and then you're like what <laughs> right so first of all it's having like the consciousness to go okay well I'm throwing kind of a tantrum right now this happens to me all the time like I really want to throw a tantrum about this because I don't know how it's going to work out and from what I can see I don't know about that so first of all you you had the awareness to check what was going on with yourself and own it and then to go okay am I going to choose from this space or am I going to choose from the space of grace and listen to the message and that might require something of me that my ego does not want to get involved in so that's cool that's really cool so how do you think that people can cultivate more courage in their lives how can they you know what's like a process or something they can use to help with the scary surrender trust part so here's what I do right because obviously sometimes God grace spirit will show you things that feel really fucking scary for example I have this weird thing with spiders right like anyone who knows me I just happen to attract these massive freaking spiders in my world and it's like that's the way like God communicates with me right like people be like whatever and I'm like uh no ayahuasca told me <laughs> okay like but ever since whenever there's something big happening in my world like we've done ceremonies with the land walk back in there's a big spider there and I'll be like here are you to here just to give me a message and it will literally just walk out of my house like they never hurt me it's it's weird right however I'm still fucking petrified of them I do not like them I don't want them in my space so I sat down and I was like thank you for the message please show me spiders in little forms of like money spiders in future please because (laughs) I'm gonna handle those ones and so ever since I asked that question I've just seen it you know the little tiny money spiders so and I'm I'm totally fine with that one. I'm like, show me all the money spiders, right? <laughs> so I just ask in little ways or it's like it might be if there is something that is really scary that you know is big, like, for example, you know, you have to end a relationship or, you know, you have to leave a job or something like that. What I often do is I get my clients to sit in there like, if I listen to what the message is here for me, how does my body feel for the next couple of days? I just get them to sit in that feeling and I get them to notice what happens in their world of if they actually follow through with that. And then I get them to sit in the, if I don't follow through with that, what feels like. And what I usually find is when they don't follow through and they sit in that, no, I'm not doing it. What usually happens is like, they'll do dumb shit. Like, you know, they will smash glasses when they on from the bench they'll t- pour coffee over themselves that just stuff that's messy mm-hmm. right or they'll just like sleep in they're not organized they just have a really shit time whereas when they start to listen their life naturally cleans itself up mm. and so I get them to do that and and like pure example of this was about oh I can't remember how long ago it was that Evane had a car accident. I don't know if you remember this. It was like maybe two months ago, three months ago. Anyway, it was a tiny car accident. It wasn't anything to damage him. However, he hit the car right on the point where it bent the chassis, so it ripped the car off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just enough to be like, this is a big enough fucking lesson, but I'm not going to hurt you, right? 
And like, but there'd been a couple things leading up that he wasn't listening to. And so <laughs> once he had the car accident, he was like, all right, I'm listening. What do you need from me? And he was able to do that. But, you know, a lot of people, they don't look at stuff like that. They don't look at what's happening in their world. Like I know every time I'm injured, because I get injured a lot, it's when I'm not listening. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> like I don't get injured as much anymore. But, you know, like it was always when I wasn't listening or when I wasn't, you know, giving power to something higher than myself. And I guess it's really just taking note of what's happening in your world. Like, and as I said, if you follow the path of grace, your world will naturally clean itself up. Now it might feel like a crumble at first mm-hmm. because anything that's built on falsities has to come out. It has to go, has to crumble away for the truth to actually rise. So it can feel a little bit messy, but that messiness usually doesn't last any longer than a month. Mm-hmm. And that's when people start to go, oh, hold on, it's actually not as big. And you'll start to find that even if it does feel like a crumbling, there's a part of you that will trust it. Yes. Does that make sense? Like it's like I remember when I, yeah, like when I left my first fiancé, I've only ever been engaged once, by the way, but (laughs) (laughs) my first big serious relationship (laughs) for now, (laughs) my first big serious relationship when I left him, I remember being so scared, like I had no job, no home to go to. I had to get rid of my dogs, all of the things. But there was just something that was like, it is such a yes to leave, even though I didn't want to. I still loved him. I still wanted to be there. I still wanted all the things. Mind you, there was a million reasons why I shouldn't have. However, my attachment wanted to be there. But my truth knew it wasn't right. And so Mm. I just kept listening to that. And there was like, I remember sitting on the couch before it was weird. It was like, you know, most people like they have this big fight and then they break up. Like we'd had all of those fights. We'd then gone to couples counseling. We'd done all the stuff. And then after we were starting to get good, we were starting to actually come out the other side. I was sitting on the couch and I was just deep in thought. And my thought at the time was, this is not where I'm meant to be. Like this, this is just, isn't it? But I hadn't voiced it. I just was sitting in it and I looked up at him and he just looked at me and he goes, we're done, aren't we? Mm. I was like, yeah, I think we are. But it, and it ended up being a really peaceful breakup because it was like it just came straight through both of us and we actually listened. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I think that's it. It's, it sounds like there was two people in that moment willing to accept like divine intervention in the moment. <laughs> we and, bought it for a while. <laughs> trust me. We usually do. But what you said earlier was it's so funny. You keep speaking into my exact next question or next thing I'm going to say. It's hilarious. If you could see the camera, you'd just see me when she starts to speak, just like, yes. <laughs> um, but you were talking about kind of how the message will get bigger and stronger and bigger and stronger when you're not listening to the guidance. And I think that's what happens. And a lot of things, a lot of additional suffering can be avoided if you start to receive the message and oh move my God, with yes. it because it will keep coming. And eventually grace will go, okay, you need a bang on the head because you're not getting it. So here's some kind of tragedy for you. And yeah. that sounds sc- scary and I don't want to scare anyone, but if you keep ignoring, 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 the message is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because the soul's desire to grow and expand and have you live at your fullest capacity in such delicious connection with grace, that's what the desire is. So it will keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. 100%. And like, I think of this, like, you know, that old saying, like the feather, then the leaf, then the, like, that's what I think of when you say that. And, you know, I remember... And this is where I came back to with the voice. I ended up in a domestic violent relationship right before I met Obeng. I remember when we first started dating, we'd been seeing each other for about two weeks, like just dating. And and I got this, he's not the one, he's too young, don't do it. And I actually ended it with him. I fully was like, no, we're not doing this. Like, now I know what I want, blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, because he was right into partying and those sorts of things. And he was like, it was like, oh, no, 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 like, 
this can work, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, I don't want this, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I think it was like four or five days. And I hit that like I was just lonely and longing for attention. Like, you yes. know, you know that phase that we go through as women, like when we break up oh, with yeah. someone, it's like uh-huh. you have to deal with being lonely again. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like sitting on the couch and I was just like, I was bored and I messaged him. By the way, deal with it, ladies. Please, dear God continue <laughs> do, not, do not do what I just did all right? like put the phone turn, down back away well, slowly <laughs> turn to your fucking guidance cards in those moments all right like <laughs> I didn't oh. and I was messaging and it was a Friday night and 10 months later my entire world had been ripped a fucking part mm-hmm. because I didn't listen to the first message yeah you know and I remember like probably six months into the relationship crying to my mom like I'd call her every day crying and my mom would be like Casey it's not meant to be like this but in my head I was like who are you to tell me what your relationship's like yours is shit too like so I just didn't take her advice (laughs) right however she had so much truth in that and like I look at the relationship that I have now and I'm just like I have never had any kind of moment where I've just cried in my relationship where it has not been resolved powerfully. Mm. Like, yes, I've cried. We've had moments of hardness, all of those things. However, when I've cried, I've been held. Mm. You know, like it's just, it's crazy how people think it's normal to suffer. Uh, You know what? I think something you just said and um, you said it earlier as well around when you met him, you felt calm and it felt easy. and kind of like your nervous system kind of relaxes in a way Mm. and I think that that's what it gets to be and that's not saying like there's a difference between hard and challenging because a conscious relationship is still going to be challenging but hard is completely different like um unnecessary suffering (laughs) yeah and, and not holding each other and hard I think that you know it's not how it's supposed to be it gets to be challenging but you know you move through it together powerfully 100%. And I think like, you know, we have definitely had our challenges, like, you know, you know, a lot of the stories, but like, without going into it, we've definitely had moments of like, I don't know if this can work, like, you know, every relationship goes through those, but it was never really, never a conversation of like, dismissing who we were, Mm. or being like, and when I say like, it's always been easy, like, even when it's been hard, and we've gone, I don't know if we can do this or if this plan is going to work, we've still managed to go, this is going to be really hard and this is how we're going to have to do it. Like right now we're in a season of that. Like Mm -hmm. Urbane is working literally 16-hour days. It is full on in our world right now. And I've had moments where I'm like, I just don't feel connected to you because you work so much. And he'll be like, what do you need from me? Straight away, rather than being like, it's all right, babe. I'm just fucking working heaps. Like I know so many couples are like, I'm just working. And like, as soon as like I need something, he's just like, what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? Like, and I'm just like, I just need a cuddle. That's all. That's usually all it is. Like I have to sit through, sift through my shit to see what stories I've come up with. And usually it's just like, I just want five minutes of undivided attention. The minute I get that, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just in a season where it is actually full on right now because yeah. we have a little person. We have life. We have, we're have we building a house. We're running businesses. We're doing all the things. And it's just full. Yeah. But it gets to be easy, and that's why we say it's, like, easeful. It's, like, we don't make it hard unnecessarily because, like, it'd be really easy to make our life hard if we really wanted it to be. Mm. But I'm like, the only time it ever gets hard is when we don't listen to God. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's partnership. And I think it's also including grace in the union as well. Like it's serving, you know, a bigger purpose as well. 100%. Like I sat with 5MEO recently, which is like the God molecule. Mm-hmm. And like it was just such a deepening again of like be held, be held be held it was like the message like just let yourself be held and I think so many people just don't allow that in their world Mm. and like even myself it's been something I've been working through since we've been together and I'm still getting the message stronger be held be held be held it's like and I don't think that was just about my relationship it was about everything 
mm-hmm. you know, everywhere, every part of our life. Allow yourself to be held. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing all all of these kind of threads that just lead back to God in everything that we do and everything that appears. So even the message of just be held, it's like God saying, just let me fully hold you in everything as well. It's like, like it continues to come back to this relationship with grace and, and oneness that, that I'm seeing at the moment, which is really cool because it's something that we get to continue to heal because there's so much stuff around our relationship with God and grace, which is one of the reasons oh. for this podcast. I know, like, but even <laughs> you think about the way that we've all been raised, not just in this lifetime, but to talk religion, to talk sex, to talk pleasure, to talk anything that connects you to the divine has been taboo. Yes. You know, and it's like religion is not fucking God. I'm sorry. I just it- wrote a post about this today. Can you get out of my brain? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's not. Like it's, it's not. yes you may have your god and you may have your beliefs and those sorts of things but the minute you diminish another's you are outside of truth like you know and I just think to myself I'm like you can you can be with whatever higher power that you desire that's yours to own but at the end of the day it just comes back to faith and the one thing that I know every single person that has some level of success their idea of success, and I say that in inverted commas, right, whether it be to make millions of dollars, to make their family happy, to be, you know, build a farm, like whatever it may be, whatever their dream is, the one thing that connects them to it is their connection to God. And I think it's just when we lose that, we lose our path of what we are here to create. Yeah, that feels so good. Everything that you've just said feels incredible. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. you can feel the truth in it. Mm-hmm. And just one more thing I want to kind of talk into before we close, because this has gone so freaking quickly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. This idea of what, especially for a woman, what being in devotion to God or grace looks like, what being a spiritual woman looks like. Mm. How do you, because I think there's still a lot of conditioning around what being like a a woman of God or a woman of grace or whatever looks like. And for me, it's been like this constant unraveling into the understanding that God is in everything. It's in the sex and it's in the, this is what I was writing about today, in the mango that you're eating and how you eat it and all of the things. Just for you to speak into a little bit what the journey has been for you around spirituality and how you show up as a woman in all of it. Yeah, well, I think like in the beginning, I thought that I wasn't really feminine and connected to my feminine because I've always been like, I am naturally a masculine leader. Like I know that I'm ex-military. I really thrive in that kind of environment. But I'm also very feminine. Like I have a quite a soft nature about me. However, I can be like, I can dip in and out of them beautifully. And, but because I was able to speak my opinion, say what I thought, do the thing straight up, I always considered myself not feminine. And the way that I'd viewed the feminine, like spiritual woman connected to God was like this woman who's prancing around the bloody flower fields (laughs) in like these skirts and you know, she must just like, you know, be in self-pleasure all day long and like, you know, must have like fucking 10 orgasms and all of this stuff. And like, don't get me wrong, I love sex. I'm very yeah. open to it. Like, <laughs> and all of those things. But I was just like in my head, I'm like, how the fuck is that possible to live your life like that? And so I had, I guess, gone from the extreme of a spiritual woman is like a nun to the complete opposite Mm -hmm. of like she's just literally in her fucking lingerie all day long masturbating and I was (laughs) like like so for me I got really confused on it Mm -hmm. but I just had to ground into myself of like actually what is a woman who is deeply connected to her spirituality and for me it's multifaceted yes it's like I know that I can sit down and I can play a beautiful chorus and I can be so deeply connected with my prayer music and my prayer and my crystals and all the things and all of that. And then I'll go and pump out some biggie and like really fucking get into all the things. <laughs> and, and But I just, 
be with all of that now and I don't make myself wrong for any of it but I'm also mindful of what I do listen to because I know that that seeps into my subconscious you know so like yes whilst I love Biggie and I love Tupac and I love all that I don't listen to it like I used to because Mm. I know what they're talking about now and you know it's just one of those things where it's like it's being willing to accept all of you in the Mm. different parts but I think And I just want to say this as well. There's been this heightened thing of like a spiritual woman has to be the woman who is willing to be naked and all these things. And it's like, I don't believe that Mm -mm. because I love being naked and I'm all for it all the time. However, there's moments where I feel deeply connected when I'm in a power suit or when I'm in like, you know, something like, trackies and sitting on the couch and like you know I I can feel more in my feminine just being in my pajamas than I can in something that makes me feel really really sexy so it's more about a state of being than any other thing I think did that answer your question that did yeah I think it's a personal thing anyway but like you said I think we we go from the idea of the nun to this idea that spiritual the sacred slut like the sacred slut right and that's the only thing you have in your head for a while you're like fuck what I'm not that and I'm not that maybe like you am I not spiritual enough all of the things and for me, it's been like an understanding that I get to be like the nun sometimes and I get to be the sacred slut sometimes and I get Mm -hmm. to be everything in between. And as long as I'm nourishing my connection to grace, which is always there, even when I tell myself it's not, then, you know, it's the same. I can be as connected sitting in, and I feel my sexiest in an oversized (laughs) t-shirt or like I live in them because I'm like, yeah, like I could be wearing no underwear. No one would know, but I do. Um, (laughs) So it's, it's like all of the things. Um, So I will say just on that, like I went through that again when I became a mother, like, because it was like, having to then connect back into who I like it was like a it was honestly like people talk about rebirth all the time like I went through this rebirth and I'm like no <laughs> like <laughs> like I used to go through rebirths all the time and then I had a birth and I was like oh fucking Jesus I was like there's a whole new level of rebirth when you have a baby like I feel like yeah. I've known myself for a year mm. and so trying to connect back into who I was as a woman connected to soul, to purpose, to grace, to everything. I felt like I was literally constantly just peeling back layers. And I know we go through that before birth, but when it comes and then you like hit with it, it was like, I was grateful that I had the people around me that I did because it would have been so easy to lose myself. And I see how women do, you know? Mm. So like, when you see the mother who's the martyr, just know that she doesn't have support Yeah. in the way that her soul needs it, in the way that her truth of nourishment needs. And I'll never forget, I read a post from one of my, one of my clients, actually. She said, I don't believe in postnatal depression. I just believe in not enough support. Mm. And I was just yeah. so true. One podcast episode is not enough because there's so many different avenues that I could go down with you. And I would love to have like literally a whole podcast where we talk about what being a mother has meant and what that Mm. rebirth was like for you and all of the things because it's delicious. And (laughs) we're running out of time. So Yeah. yeah, we're running out of time, which is okay. It's all right, Shiloh, let it go. It's been delicious. I was like, so like, I just want to keep going for another five hours, but that's okay. So the last thing I will ask is where can people find you? And do you have anything upcoming um, that you would like to tell people about? Yes. So I've got my embodied business starting in February. So that's for the women who truly desires to be held in every area of her life. So she can actually build the business of her dreams because I hate seeing separate things for everything. It's like, no, we get to be held all together in nourishment in community. So that starts in February, but everything else is just at casework. So my website is casework.com. My Instagram is casework, just, you know, casework. Just find me me on the socials. (laughs) I'll put the social links up as well. 
Thank you so much. And just Thank for you. anyone listening, especially those that are coaches or in the healing space in any capacity, Casey is the go-to woman. She is someone, and you said earlier, you came out of, you know, having tiarchy from a space of like, oh, I'm going to prove that I've got this all and can do it all. But you actually have, it's, a di- <laughs> it's it, like, it's a different energy now, right? Um, the groundedness now. Simpler, right? It's from a different space, but but this is the woman that like I've witnessed her partnership firsthand. It's beautiful. And like I said, there's challenging times, different from hard, um, has the, the business, has the baby from moving from a space of infertility, which I also navigated. Like this is the woman, you guys. She's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. I love her so much. And it's been a privilege to chat with you. Thank you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much. And, you know, I just, I will say this, like, the way that you are and the way that you hold the space of continuing to come back to God. Like, I love that it's not just this podcast that I hear this because like every conversation we have is like this, right? (laughs) But it's just so much truth in who you be. And the more that it deepens, the more beautiful it gets. So I'm very privileged to just walk this life with you. Oh, just got me right in my heart cage. What a beautiful (laughs) way to end this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inner Grace. We hope it is another step in your own journey of remembering the deepest truth of who you are. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to drop a comment, stop by on social media or subscribe if you'd like to be notified of juicy new episodes. See you next time.